Welcome once again to the Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show starring everyone's favorite hero of tomorrow today, Mr. Adventure! Can you believe yet another year is about to come to a close while another one begins brewing? We all know that means it is time for our Christmas adventure! Last year, Mr. Adventure found himself not only pitted against the Frost Miser, but also the Dark Mask. And things don't get any easier this year as our hero is pitted against the mob of misfit toys. We begin this journey at the estate of Antiquities broker G.J. Rollins, where he and his family are enjoying Christmas Eve. The two young Rollins children are in front of the tree, opening a single present before the big day. Daddy, Daddy, can I open my present now? I'm going to open my present first because I'm faster than you. Oh, no, you're not. Yes, I am. If you keep that up, neither of you will be opening anything this year. Oh, come on, dear. Let them open a present. One single present among 50, it will hardly be missed. All right, you have your mother to thank. Now go open one present, each of you, before I change my mind. Yay! A jack-in-the-box! Mommy, why does my dolly only have one eye? I guess Santa's elves are getting sloppy. All right, my little ones. You've opened your present. Now off to bed with you. Do we have to? If you want Santa to come and leave you coal, you can stay up as long as you like. With that said, the children troop begrudgingly up the stairs, preparing themselves for the coming day's surprises. In time, G.J. Rawlings and his wife head to bed, leaving it to the servants to put away the gifts before the rapidly approaching morning. Mommy. Mommy. Daddy. Daddy. <sighs> what is it, little ones? Did Santa Claus come? No. What do you mean, no? Santa didn't come. And he took our beautiful Christmas tree. Upon hearing this, G.J. was sent into a stir. He had to get to the bottom of this. Martha, wake up. Can it wait? No, it can't. I think we might have a problem. What is it? I'm not certain. I need the kids to stay with you while I figure it out. What's going on? Just stay here and watch the kids, please. Okay. G.J. cautiously stormed from the room, trying to figure out what was going on. Had the servants messed up? Not if they valued their jobs, they didn't. But that wasn't like them. He was greatly troubled by the allegedly missing tree. If it indeed was gone, it could mean only one thing. Oh my god. G.J. Rawlings couldn't believe his eyes. The family room where merriment was supposed to be had was in a state of violated disrepair, left this way by assailants unknown. The Sapphire City PD were quickly notified, but as they had been getting calls of similar crimes the entire evening, they were slow to respond. News of these terrible timber thefts were quickly picked up by the media. Extra, extra, read all about it! This just in in the afternoon edition. Sapphire City's wealthiest robbed on Christmas. Press is stopped to bring you the story. This just in. Reports are coming in from all over Sapphire City. Some assailant or assailants unknown are ruining Christmas for the affluent. Known targets for the Christmas Grinch? G.J. Rollins, the antique pottery broker. Anna Venture and her ward, Mikey Miller. OKR Productions president, Jackson Peters. The Knight Estate. And well-known philanthropist, Jack A. Stonegaller. But if I can trust gut instinct on this, I would say that these are just the first of many such reports. Our puzzled constabulary is left to wonder who would have the skill to pull off such capers. The only group that comes to mind with the manpower would be the Gentleman Thieves, but they are known for their flair and flamboyance and would have left some calling card. Could it be the mobster, the one-man mob? I doubt that as well as the reports state that although a robbery has in fact occurred, there appears to be no sign of break-in. The mobster has never shown that sort of finesse, so could it be some new criminal come to plague us in Sapphire City? We'll report more on this story as it happens. And there are others besides the media and gossip hounds discussing these anti-Christmas spirit-filled occurrences. I have a bad feeling about this. 
Why, it reminds me of when the Master of Zombies set that trap for us in Europe. Yeah, I have to agree with you, Stephen. Something is terribly wrong here. The biggest mystery is it doesn't look like a break-in. A fact I've been able to keep from the media. I guess being the police commissioner still has some pull these days. So are we looking at an inside job here? The boyos and I don't see how. All the staff has checked out and has been employed to the families and estates for far too long to risk anything. And for them to plan it all happening at the same time like this would take a mastermind to plan. Do we have anything to go on besides these all being wealthy individuals and families? There are two things, and we found each of them at different crime scenes. What are they, Commissioner? Here's the first thing. A button? It doesn't look like much. Does it belong to one of the robbers? We have no idea. And we checked to make sure it doesn't belong to any of the family members. And let me tell you, it took us some time to get that job done. Who would have thought that the rich would need so many clothes? After peeking in their closets, I don't imagine they wear anything more than once in a year's time. What is the other thing we have to work with? Tis a card. A card? Aye, here you go. It says, Elf. And who knows what that means beyond the obvious? I wonder. I think I may know someone who can help us on this one. Who? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. I can't believe you just said that. Look who you're talking to. This actually goes beyond fighting the living dead, cities that can rebuild themselves when damaged, or alternate worlds where our counterparts side with evil. I think I can accept just about anything at this point. Alright. Santa Claus. <laughs> you really thought that would throw me in for a loop and into disbelief. Don't you remember the time we had to deal with the Easter Bunny when the Dark Mask unleashed him upon Sapphire City? We have faced so many threats that they are starting to just blend together. So how are you going to be getting to the North Pole? Last time I was there was thanks to Dr. Phantom. But this time, since it doesn't appear the world is facing annihilation, I'm just going to have to take the redesigned gyrocopter Dr. Richards did for the League. He says it will get us where we need to go in half the time it took before. Just let me know what you find out and if the Sapphire City PD can do anything to help you out on our end. Will do, Stephen. Mr. Adventure speeds to the North Pole and to the workshop residence of Santa Claus. And as that is going to take some time, we present a news break sponsored by Sparkle Water, the cleanest water found in a bottle. We will begin with a Christmas miracle. It seems that reports back at Halloween appear to be false. Both the Brigadier Britain and Shadow Smasher are alive and well. It appears the two faked their own deaths in order to go undercover and ferret out a Nazi cell in the British underground resistance in Nazi-occupied Eastern Europe. Their mission, a success. Now, to news of the strange. Everyone knows that Sapphire City Park has never been the same since Dr. Phantom had to deal with a disturbance of the unearthly nature. And anyone who has lived in Sapphire City through the fall and winter know that snow is a rare occurrence here. But now it seems that Sapphire City Park is covered in frosty powder and the lake is frozen solid. We now have our own winter wonderland and the kids are out in full force to enjoy it. That is all the time we have for this news break, though I was just handed a report that Mr. Adventure has finally arrived at the North Pole in Santa's workshop. So I now turn it back over to our gracious host and narrator. Thank you. Mr. Adventure has indeed arrived at Santa's workshop and has put on his cold weather gear for the sub-zero temperatures. As quickly as he could, Mr. Adventure trudged through the snow towards the workshop. It was as quiet as it was the last time he had been there. He wondered what the workshop would be like if he had come during the spring. Ah, it is good to be out of that cold. It cuts right through me. Hello? Is anyone here? Just once I'd like to find some- Hello, Mr. Adventure. It's a pleasure to see you again. Though, I am at a loss for your visit. The Frostmiser hasn't tried to usurp Christmas at all this year. I guess Dark Mask still has him contained on his Earth. What was that? Nothing, Miss Claus. But let me explain why I'm here. Mr. Adventure filled in Miss Claus about his journey and the thefts, only to have the conversation interrupted by a friend to both of them. Mr. Adventure, what are you doing up here? I could ask you the same question. I'm guessing my answer is the easier one. 
I help Santa with the coal he uses for those whom have been naughty. <laughs> I never would have guessed. It is a small world after all. Boys, if we could continue with the mystery of this card with the word elf on it. What? We will take a walk while Mr. Adventure fills you in. Mr. Adventure tells Cole the story of how he arrived at the North Pole and the robberies in Sapphire City. They arrived at the destination just as Mr. Adventure finished his tale. Where are we? This is where we keep the defective toys, as well as those in need of repair. They are the first ones the elves work on once the season begins. But it's empty. And that in itself is a mystery. But stranger still were the words written on the wall. Cole, if you'll be a dear and go light the room. Not a problem. Mr. Adventure and Cole were shocked by what they saw. The letters E-L-F were painted in very large red letters on the back wall of the room. I hope this helps. I wish it did, Mrs. Claus. I'm more confused than ever. The pieces of this puzzle just keep getting stranger and stranger. But they only lead to more questions, yet no answers. What will you do now? I guess it is back to Sapphire City to see if Police Commissioner Stephen Abercrombie has figured out anything else. Maybe a little old-fashioned head-knocking is in order. No, I will not hear of such talk. That is precisely what will get you on the naughty list. But, in this case, we might just make an exception. But if you do find our missing toys... Please return them to us. We can fix them and make sure they get to a good home. You have my word. Cole, do you need a lift back? I wouldn't mind the company. Then yes, I could use a lift back to Sapphire City. The two friends bid farewell to Mrs. Claus, then headed back to Sapphire City in the gyrocopter, back home to the most baffling mystery they had ever faced. Once they had returned to Sapphire City, Cole and Mr. Adventure headed straight to the office of Police Commissioner Abercombe to get an update, if any, on the case. Glad to have you back, boyos. Has anything else happened, Commissioner? There's been a string of robberies committed by, well, toys. Toys? Can this get any stranger? Aye, toys. But there's no real evidence that they are toys. We are thinking it might be a group of young children or a little person in a costume. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. Did you find anything out from your trip to see Santa? It seems this elf, whatever it is, is a very busy criminal. What else has happened? It seems Elf also stole a bunch of broken toys from Santa's workshop. Which means toys robbing these folks is within the realm of possibility. But to what end? And who has the power to bring these toys back to life? We have compiled a list of the missing items from the new robberies. What are they going after? Diamonds and opals. Diamonds and opals? Yes, diamonds and opals. But to what end? I was hoping you could shed some light on the subject. Have the missing jewels ended up with any of the local fences? We have already shaken them down to a dead end. This is getting frustrating. It seems that all we are ever doing is reacting and never acting. It gives the criminals an advantage over us. I wouldn't be so quick to jump to that conclusion, Cole. We know Dr. Zhao is a criminal, but we let him just roam around as a free man. I can't even count the number of uncollected warrants against him. And let's not forget the Master of Zombies and what he did to my sister. He is still out on the loose. As is the masked gunfighter, the atomic fist, and countless others. Why aren't we doing something to make them pay their debts to Sapphire City and to society? Mr. Adventure and Commissioner Abercom were left in contemplative thought over what Cole had said. Deep down, they knew the strength of his statements. The only criminal to ever serve his full term in a Sapphire City prison was Doc Tech, and in the end, he became one of them. No longer a creator of crime, but a fighter of it. But everyone else either escaped before going to jail or shortly thereafter. Mr. Adventure pushed it all out of his mind. That wasn't why they were now gathered. It was to solve this mystery of the toys, elf, and now the thefts of the diamonds and opals. We will deal with that problem later, Cole. 
I promise you that. But right now we have to deal with the problem at hand. I agree. But where do we go from here? Dr. Richards. He might have an idea why they're going after the diamonds and opals. It may be for something other than getting rich quickly. I feel there is something more nefarious at play here. Mr. Adventure and Cole head to the lab of Dr. Peter Richards at the Sapphire City University. I'm glad you came to see me, Mr. Adventure. I think I might know what is going on at these robberies that are plaguing our fair city. A colleague of mine once theorized that a lens comprised of diamonds and opals when combined with a polarized beam of light with an intermediate pulse of x-rays to alter the wavelength of the light could change it from producing the slightest amount of heat to producing an intense cold and could, in theory, create an ice ray. That's not good. No, it isn't. So in your opinion, Doctor... Are our thieves trying to build an armament of such weapons to outfit an army, or a single giant weapon to freeze the city? If I was going to wager a theory, I would say a giant ice machine. If Dr. Zhao was behind this, I would hypothesize differently. This points to someone else, someone who is hiding in the veil of secrecy. Whatever happened to your colleague, could he be the one behind this? Doubtful. Cole has a good point. Why not? My colleague was found dead several years ago, trying to further his own research. Could he have faked his own death to go underground? I'm afraid not, as he was found with all of his blood frozen within his veins. His temperature was absolute zero. It was quite a chilling sight to behold. Could it have been? Who are you hypothesizing, Mr. Adventure? There is only one person I know vile enough to commit such an act. Who? The Frost Miser. He tried to take over Christmas last year, didn't he? And he nearly succeeded. He was stopped thanks to help from Dark Mask. Dark Mask? I would have marked him for having a heart of coal. As would I. Something led him to help me. Kid Adventure called it a Christmas miracle. Do you think this Frost Miser is behind this? Doubtful, since he's being held by Dark Mask at his fortress on Earth Delta. Not to offer a contemporary view, but how many times have we pondered a villain no longer capable of traveling us, only to have him reappear when we least predicted? The three of them stood in silence. Mr. Adventure couldn't count the number of times he had witnessed the demise of Dr. Zhao just to see him return and wreak havoc on Sapphire City. Good point, Dr. Richards. But it isn't like we can just call Dark Mask and ask him. Where does that leave us? It doesn't appear we are any closer to solving this mystery. I'm afraid I must disagree with you, Cole. I've been working on a piece of equipment that can take samples from the air and translate them into readable measurements of temperature. Like a giant thermometer. In the crudest and most simplistic terms. Yes. Follow me. Dr. Richards took the men to a giant machine, a machine the size of a moderate family home. Dr. Richards began hitting various buttons and turning dials on this latest invention. Now, if we look here into this monitor... We will see a map of the city along with the various normal temperature variations, weather patterns, etc. What is this dark blue spot? You have a very good eye, my friend. That is an anomaly. It is far too cold there for standard winter weather. These are sub-zero conditions. Those temperatures would only be normal at the north and south poles. Well, I guess we finally have a break in this case. Dr. Richards, can you do me a favor? Positively. How can I be of assistance? After Mr. Adventure discusses his request with Dr. Richards, he and Cole head to the location of the abnormal temperatures. 
While they travel, we will take a moment for a word from a new sponsor to the Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show, starring everyone's favorite hero of tomorrow today, Mr. Adventure. This is an early Christmas present to all of you Terry Pratchett fans out there. We're pleased to announce the coming of the 2009 North American Discworld Convention, September 4th through 7th, in bright and sunny Phoenix, Arizona, which is just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the world of tomorrow today, Sapphire City. To find out more about the North American Discworld Con from other guests to hotel information, check out their website at nadwcon.org. This just in, and you heard it here first. Registration is now open for this incredible, one could say amazing, event. That sounds amazing. Any chance we will see any of the Amazing Pulp Adventures crew there? I'm not sure. Stay tuned and check out the website to find out. We absolutely will. But we must return to Mr. Adventure and Cole as they approach the warehouse district on the outskirts of Sapphire City. Oh, feel that chill in the air. Sorry, friend. My powers of flame and combustion keep me warm even in the coldest of situations. I am a touch jealous of your powers, chum. All I have is a bomber jacket back at the hangar. Look at the frost covering that building over there. That must be the place. I think you're right. Look at what's patrolling the building. Toys. Toys? Around the perimeter. Toys marching. I believe I've seen everything now. I thought The Walking Dead was bad enough, but to turn broken Christmas toys for the side of evil? That just takes the cake. We need to put this to rest as soon as possible. Restoring the faith of children everywhere will be our Christmas gift. I couldn't have said it better myself. So what's the plan? We're going to need a distraction. I think I can provide one. Just be careful. I want to keep destruction of public and private property down to a minimum. Of course. Hold it right there, you two. What is this? Mr. Adventure and Cole are both caught by surprise by their stealthy discoverer. But then again, how much sound would an armed teddy bear make? Remain silent. Come with me. It's a child's teddy. Look how cute he is. I said move it. I think we should do what he says. This is one way to get inside. A short time later, Mr. Adventure and Cole find themselves bound in chains surrounded by misfit and broken toys. From a jack-in-the-box with no pop to a train missing a smokestack. Even a wet-me-doll with no diaper. They were all gathered there, a ragtag group of broken toys. Mr. Adventure, I can't believe there are so many. I know, my friend. It brings a tear to my eye that these toys weren't given the chance to be fixed and handed to a child to love. We must do what we can to send them back to the North Pole. Santa has my word on that. Aye, my friend, he does. But until we have an opportunity for action, we must see who is behind this atrocious act of villainy. You twos will have that answered soon enough. I can't believe you are whining and crying about us discarded toys. It isn't like the man in red really cared for us. We were nothing but spare parts for the new toys. No, I can't believe that. Believe what you want. We know the truth thanks to the Mender. Who? The one who gave us life. It was then our two heroes realized that they were indeed talking to toys. A new experience for them both. But who had the power to give toys life? Life where there was none to begin with. Well now, this sounds like it's going to be fun. It can't be any worse than the super Nazi you faced when going up against the... I'm sorry, Mr. Adventure. It's okay, Cole. We'll figure a way out of this. We always do. He comes. Yes, yes. The master comes. In stomps, what can only be described as a dream find for any cryptozoologist, an abominable snowman. It's a giant teddy bear with sharp pointed teeth and claws to match. I already know this is going to end badly for my clothing. Are you ready to go when I give the signal? 
Can we at least stay to hear the megalomaniacal speech first? Why not? It's been a while since I've heard a good monologue. You fools! If you value your limbs, you will be silent! Besides, we are standing right here and can hear you! Yeah, we know. Now that I have everyone's attention, I would like to introduce myself to our guests. I was really hoping to meet Mr. Adventure. I am quite the fan. Look at the fools' faces. Have you ever seen such a sight? <laughs> Sorry, boss. It won't happen again. See that it doesn't. Sorry for the interruption, gentlemen. My new friends here are still learning the finer points of civility. They are new to living, you know. You don't say. They seem to have such a kind and courteous teacher. I do what I must in order to survive. We all do that, don't we, Mr. Adventure? I'm not sure what you were getting at, Mr... No, oh, call me Abe. You do what you must in order to keep your city and her citizens safe, do you not? Of course I do. But what does this have to do with anything? Do you know what it is like to live alone in one of the most desolate and inhospitable places on Earth? Without the finer things in life, like culture and sophistication. Can't say that I can. Well, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I personally would just rip out his... <laughs> oh dear. I digress. It has just been quite some time since I've been able to have a conversation with someone who has even a modicum of intelligence. My toy friends just aren't up to the task yet. No offense meant. None taken, sir. We understand. I just think he likes to hear the sound of his own voice. Oh, what a witty comment. Are you trying to make me lose my temper? Hoping that I will go into a rage and lose sight of my goals? I am terribly sorry that isn't going to happen, gentlemen. I have been preparing too long for this day. Fine. Keep talking. Doesn't appear like we're going anywhere for a while. What? No witty banter from you about how you're going to stop my devious plan? Not particularly. Your plan seems to be going along rather smoothly. And you have our full attention. I hate to interrupt the two of you, but we still don't know what that is. Pardon me? What my what is? Your devious plan. I still don't know what it is. You've been carrying on and have yet to get to the point. If you plan on being a villain, you must learn proper etiquette. Maybe you can take lessons from your toy friends here. They so far have been better villains than you. As far as I can tell, they have stolen the jewels you need, and they captured us. They even threatened us with weapons. All far more villainous than you. Maybe the Atomic Fist can give him tips about how this is supposed to be done. <laughs> Stop! It looks like he's losing his temper. Ah, that's nothing. He's like a big pussycat next to Dr. Zhao. Now that is a man who can lose his temper. And then there's Dark Mask. Now there is one who goes crazy when he loses his temper. Why are you doing this? You're the bad guy. The abominable snowman just stood there in silence as he knew the hero had a point. 
He was the one, after all, who was trying to put the deep freeze on Sapphire City. Come on, boss, just rub them out already! No. Now. With Cole's flame power, he melts away the chains and they fall to the floor. And what is this? No, who is this mystery figure coming from above? Is it friend? Is it foe? Why, it is a friend indeed! I got your distress call, Mr. Adventure, and got here as soon as I could! Your sense of timing is perfect as usual, kid. I was just about to give our furry friend here the patented one-two punch. And I was about to turn the heat up on these misguided toys. Well then, let's get to work. Try not to singe the toys too bad, Cole. We need to return them to Santa for fixing and distribution to the children of Sapphire City. There is no way I'm going back to the big red man. You get them, Sally, because there's no way I'm going to just sit around and be forgotten by some kid. But don't you want to be fixed? Don't you want to be given to a loving home next Christmas? Don't let them pull the wool over your eyes. Don't you know how long I was waiting in that room for someone to fix me? So I could be loved by some little boy or girl? I've been locked away for three Christmases now. And I would sooner have the stuffing and fluffing ripped out of me before I go back there. There has to be a mistake. I can't believe Santa and his elves would do that to you. The bear is telling the truth. I have been there almost as long. Something is fishy here. Who told you this? Do you actually remember when you were toys waiting to be given as gifts? Our new friend and boss told us the truth. We will see if he can't be persuaded to tell you the real truth. What does he mean? I, I don't know. Do you think he knows something we don't? And with that, the toys stopped fighting, confused by the words of our hero, Cole. Mr. Adventure and Kid Adventure are in the thick of things as they battle the abominable snowman, who shows no sign of tiring. Mr. Adventure! What is it, Cole? I believe the furry fiend has fooled our toy friends here into believing Santa is the bad guy. We can't have that. Not to worry. I'm sure our frozen friend can't wait to tell the truth. <laughs> I've already told them the truth. You told them your version of it. A lie to trick them into working for you. You tell them, kid. And I think we need the old jolly man to come and sort through this. <laughs> no! Mr. Adventure, you knocked him out cold. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen to us now? You're going to learn the truth and then decide for yourself. What are we going to do with the freeze machine? Oh, this can't be good. What is it? The freeze machine is missing. Do you know anything about this? No, honest. We have nothing to do with its disappearance. And it was right over there. There is no way we could have moved it. They have a point. And I believe them. But it is a mystery that we'll have to wait for another day. With that said, Mr. Adventure and company, including the misguided toys and the abominable snowman, head to the North Pole and Santa for the truth of the situation. But what happened to the freeze beam? For that answer, you will have to tune in to our 2008 Tour of Darkness, where Mr. Adventure and the League of Adventurous Heroes will be facing the greatest challenges yet. And remember to be on the lookout for Writers for Relief Volume 2, coming soon to a bookstore near you. The Amazing Pulp Adventures starring Mr. Adventure was written and created by Davy Beauchamp and adapted for audio by Rich Siegfried. It starred Rich Siegfried as the narrator, Cole, Stephen Abercrom, Kid Adventure, and Mr. Adventure. Thomas Commandline Gideon as G.J. Rollins, Andrea Gideon as Martha Rollins, Paige Marshall as the little girl, J.C. Hutchins as the little boy, Jared Axelrod played Dr. Peter Richards, The Vicar as Radio Newscaster, The Kingfish as Sponsor, M-A-N-P-A as Mrs. Claus and the Paperboy. Carissa Simmons as Sally the Wet Me Doll. 
Chooch as Jack in the Box, and introducing T. Morris as the Evil Teddy Bear. For more exciting adventures, visit pulpadventures.net. And remember, stay vigilant and stay adventurous! <laughs> <laughs>